Sand it. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Episode it's Monday. Number, you know what that means? Yeah, it means shitty work, but it also means it's episode nine of the shitty show. The scope. I am joined by the man himself, whose sheer mention of his name gets the channel demonetized. He is on his birthday eve. He's also on the eve of becoming an Elden Lord, country music legend. The hillbilly man is joining me today. Yes, that's me. and and I'd also like to be one of the first to welcome you to the uh, the bidet club. Yes, and I I just happy bidet, you know. <laughs> happy b- happy bidet. Oh, I got a soundboard. Happy I got a bidet for my birthday. I'm pretty excited about it. Been telling been telling him about it for years. In yep. case you were wondering, uh, a bidet will actually change your life. And uh, for the better, I do believe. I would re- I'll, 10 out of 10 recommend. That's good to hear this early on. You're going to really like it eventually, too. Like you, like, you just fall more and more deeper in love with it. Beast Mo Boone loves it. He's a Do- fan. Does he really? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was worried he about said, the young he ones. He said he, he's never taken a deuce anywhere else ever again. That's kind of how I am, dude. I like I'll be at work and have to go, but I like if I can hold it like a couple hours, I can make it home. And that he's that, like, it just feels so clean. I, I know you feel it. I told you that you feel like you feel like you just took a shower. Like amazing. Um, on the eve of my thirty fifth, I'm going to uh, I'm going to crack this bottle of. Uh, you don't know what it is. You you shouldn't even ever look into it. Yeah, don't do that. He got me hooked on it. Um, it's not focusing. It's E.H. Taylor, finest bourbon. <laughs> Face yeah. the planet. Man, do I? Oh, I was going to drink some cheaper stuff, but the... it's your birthday, right? Like, you can't, uh, you know? Oh, I'm going to Jeez, what do you do? He broke so He's breaking stuff, podcast Dude, listeners. It don't went worry everywhere. About it. You mean podcast listener? That's what I said, podcast listeners. No, just... no, there was twenty five people downloading the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, week, folks. yeah. So shout out to all two or three of you that re-downloaded it on different phones and stuff. I super, super appreciate it. Um, yeah, this show is a podcast, by the way, for podcast people, all six or eighty. I have a little. We bit... don't. We we love podcasters. Yeah, I think it's cool. I uploaded the stuff and some. I uploaded it and a few people downloaded it, so I thought that was pretty crazy. Oh, I was gonna tell you also, I streamed uh, World War Three, and uh, I got sixty nine likes on my stream. Oh, sweet! I wonder if we can get sixty nine likes tonight. I don't know. I feel like that's a we got a long way to go. Can podcasters like the podcast? Does that count? Probably not. I don't know. I was drinking this out of the bottle. I'm supposed to pour it in the glass. I'm drinking it with you, oh, it's but so not with though. you. It is good. You smell it? Oh, oh. man. Oh. All right. Hey, Crash, you do, you've been doing some fantastic work here recently. You've really been, uh, you know, channels rocking. Got a good uh, array of content going on. Uh, I'm liking the World War, uh, the World War, World War Three uh, videos are nice. Game looks like it's coming along. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk. Content's been good. Appreciate that. I'm. If you don't, if you haven't noticed by now, I'm really terrible at taking compliments. Um, so I'm going to try really hard just to say thank you. And I'm trying really hard. All right, you suck. And what's the <laughs> first topic? 
um well i just don't feel like it would be a scope episode where we don't laugh and joke a little bit about battlefield um it won't take long i just thought this was kind of interesting so i put it on the list let's take a look at it podcasters whoa i just cut wait hold on god damn it there we go i didn't do the i didn't do the cool transition if you got the transition you use it um anyway marcus leto he if you don't know him he's one of the he's what i would consider one of the three big hires to the battlefield franchise you have vince impella uh, marcus leto formerly of the halo franchise um, and then you also have Rebecca Kutosh from Ubisoft that's taking over DICE in Sweden. Um, Marcus is, uh, as I said, from the Halo franchise, and he is starting a new uh, studio in Seattle. And he tweeted today, hey, Battlefield friends, when I'm not reading forums about what is most important to you, I'm focusing my attention on building our new studio here in the Seattle area. We're slowly growing and getting things established. So I thought that was cool that he's listening and then someone said please make battlefield gritty again make it feel like you're part of a war and make it believable and he said i love all those ingredients so i mean this guy seems to get it um about what people want but i'm i don't know i'm 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 cautious because i feel like he's working on story stuff and we've heard from several people Several sources have said that they're going to lean into and continue to do specialists and things like that. And this, uh, his studio is going to be working on the story aspect of it. I wish we could hear something like that from a multiplayer designer. That's what I tweeted. Like people are, people are getting really excited because it sounds like this guy gets it, which I think he does, but I don't know how much sway he has on multiplayer. Right. And that's, that's I'm keeping my, uh, you know, I've, I think we've all learned at this point to keep our expectations in check when it comes to any of this stuff, you know? We learned the hard way. We did learn the hard way. It's true. But yeah. But that's exciting that he's actually, you know, he's, he's you know, doing something and uh, he's talking about it. He's talking in the right ways. We'll just see where it goes, you know? Yeah. he's He said a couple times that he's listening and wants to fix things and wants to make it better. So hopefully that continues because... And maybe he can, uh, I'm sure he's in high level meetings and stuff like that. So I, I'm hoping that it can get there. Like he, maybe he can put the word out, but I just don't know how they don't know like what they need to do with the game. It seems very obvious, um, from my opinion and from other games and stuff like that. I don't, I don't get it, but I don't get paid the big bucks to do that either. That's way above my pay grade. So the other thing that happened with Battlefield is uh, you pretty much got the scoreboard kind of. Um, it seems to work. It broke Xbox. They're doing a hot fix today, tomorrow. So the scoreboard that's, broke the game. Who would have thought on, that on Xbox One like that would have happened? Yeah, we had no idea. We had no, no idea that this would this would happen. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to caution people. I, I've seen I've seen some people taking it to the extreme on like Reddit and Twitter that that this guy is going to save Battlefield multiplayer and I just don't think he has as much say in multiplayer as we would hope and think. But um, and we could go make a bunch of tweets and fire people up. Yeah. Yeah, and some would argue stuff, you know. some would argue that I kind of did that with videos. You know, I was fired up. I fired myself up. So yeah, I mean, we're talk is cheap. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Um, yeah, the scoreboard's out. It's a really busy scoreboard, and I'm done talking about it, other than the fact that 
I think it's incredibly silly that it's not even at the end of round. Like you can't even look at it at the end of the round. That's coming in the next patch. Next Jeez, month. Get it, get, get it out of here. <laughs> get it out. Yeah. So that's amazing. Um, we can move on if you'd like, because there's not much to talk about with Battlefield. So what I did want to talk about a little bit more is according to Ralph's Valve and just the timing that we know, like how everything goes every year with the COD cycle, this is going to allegedly be the last year we get a yearly COD release. I think yep. things are going to start picking up um, for Call of Duty and teasers and stuff like that. Um, I have a couple of tweets uh, from Ralph's Valve who is been pretty accurate so far with uh with some of the leaks and things like that but i wanted to talk about uh what call of duty's got going on because um i honestly think i don't know i think their their marketing always does incredibly well but i i think so much that they're going to absolutely nail the nostalgia cycle for call of duty like I think Caldera in World War II yep. has people kind of kind of over that a little bit, and I've seen a ton and ton a ton of people calling for Verdance to come back, and I think they're going sure. to do it. I've said it for a while that I think they're going to um, bring it back as a marketing ploy, but I think everyone is really really excited for Verdance to come back, and I bet like it's just going to hit perfect with Modern Warfare Roman numeral two. Did you see they're bringing Verdance to uh, Call of Duty Mobile? yeah are they i should have looked into this more i'm not really a mobile gamer man i, I don't like call of duty mobile at all i just thought that was interesting because they just dropped the blackout map like uh just uh i don't know a couple months ago but and i then they dropping for dansk in there as well i saw they were also putting uh they were putting feelers out or te for something for testers for warzone mobile like a yep. whole a whole different client thing so are yep. they putting are they putting Verdansk in COD Mobile and then also That's Warzone my, Mobile? That was my understanding. I don't think it's official, but I saw some little leaky leaks uh, today. Multiple people uh, were talking about it, so that that's interesting to me. Uh, I think so. Interesting. And then the other thing we'll get people to download COD Mobile for a bit to go back to Verdansk, and then they're going to bring it back to Warzone before. Uh, yeah, before Modern Warfare Two drops, it's happening. Yeah, they've created, they've created an incredible desire for that map to come back, and like, uh, yeah, it's just perfect. People were really tired of Verdansk, and Caldera came, and then it seems like with every battle royale and by every battle royale I have experience with, I guess I mean PUBG, but it seems like the first map always has, always has nostalgia. I guess with Apex and Kings Canyon as well. I feel like that first map like always has like a place in people's hearts that get hooked on a BR. So true. people people are really wanting that to come back. Um what Rouse Valve did tweet was uh Modern Warfare 2's third mode DMZ will supposedly follow an elaborate storyline in continuation from the campaign chronicling particular characters, fronts and quests. So that's the DMZ that's supposed to be um, the extraction type game mode that's going to come with Modern Warfare 2. <sighs> We're going to talk about it a little bit later in the quick shots at the end. We have a few like shorter stories um, to talk about at the end. And I was going to talk about the Cycle Frontier, which is kind of like people have said it's like a space Tarkov or a Tarkov light. Um, I <sighs> Getting into Tarkov this wipe, I've started to maybe uncover in my opinion, what might be a flaw with these types of game modes and their replayability over the long term. 
do you think there's a possibility we could be getting hyped for nothing and this is just spec ops again because you remember spe spec ops in 2019 the dmz I, i'm sounds... not getting hyped for it i am super cautious going into that i think i feel like the majority of their time and their resources is going to go into warzone 2 to make that run smoothly I think you're going to have a, a fairly core multiplayer experience. I think DMZ is going to be more of a test. I don't think they're, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to be shoving a whole lot of resources into that. Yeah. Uh, I might be completely wrong, but you know, and we've talked about it. It's like there's, all right, there's never going to be another Tarkov, uh, and Call of Duty cannot pull it off to that scale, and any dumbed down version of it, I just don't know. I don't, yeah. know. I don't see them putting a whole lot of effort into it. Yeah, cause... I may be wrong. Because Tarkov is incredibly deep, and I'm kind of running out, like running out of the desire to play at this wipe, and this is my first wipe. So, yeah, th that game mode might have kind of like a flaw. I feel like where people can hit a wall, and you, you know, the uh, the uh, the object is to extract. And you eventually do that, and then you start to ask yourself the question of why am I going back in. Right. <laughs> so I don't know the cycle you already escaped yeah I've already <laughs> escaped I beat the game like it's over so I don't I don't know hazard zone was like that guys thank you for eight likes by the way I super appreciate it um yeah so I don't know how DMZ is going to be I'm like you I feel like this could um if if I feel like this is another marketing perfect storm if Tarkov does another wipe where they add a bunch of stuff say uh they add the street to Tarkov map they add the rest of the lighthouse map. They do like a 12-13 patch and everybody gets super excited and back on the, you know, early Tarkov white people get excited for. And that game is buzzing and popping off on Twitch. And then you have, they they market this as like an, a Tarkov lighter extraction mode. I could see it like being really great for marketing too. And it could be, it could be also hitting at a really good time. Um, but I also could see the game itself being maybe just a glorified spec ops because you remember in modern warfare 2019 it was just like a like little co-op missions you play with your homies yep. and that's what i could see i could really see this being like and we'll um, see how far they take it like i think it's gonna be a test run for them i don't i don't see them putting a lot of time a lot of resources it's gonna be like a an extra point on their you know big release it's like and also we have this dmz tarkov like mode i they know right now their money's in Warzone. Let's be honest. Warzone is where they're making their money. It's where the most of the player base is. Uh, I, they pretty clearly know what the player base wants. They're looking for console FOV. They're looking for 120 hertz on the next gen consoles. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think they're figuring out their map design a little more. They know what people like. They know what people don't like. What's been working. What's not. Um, yes. I think that's where their eggs are going. I think they're putting most of their eggs in that basket. Uh, yeah, because when I when I try to really take the nostalgia out of my opinion, I feel like Caldera is a better map from a design standpoint for battle royale. I re just remember all those points in downtown and stuff, and Verdansk and all those wide open fields with a short TTK that yeah. just absolutely suck like they're all those all those high yeah. points with only one way up yeah. um for sure so, i don't know but i yeah. did i did like the vibe of modern warfare more than oh, 
Caldera is a great map. I like Caldera. I think this is my personal opinion on this whole thing. I think Caldera is a great map. Uh, I think people are were coming off of you know what was it almost well not hardly not quite two years but one year nine months in Verdansk and the people that were still around had been straight playing it and at the end of the day it was still Warzone it was a new map they had to learn it they were uncomfortable uh, and it was with a game they'd been playing for a year and nine months like I think people have gotten a little tired of it whether they want to admit it or not. Uh, there's a fatigue factor in there. Um, and no matter how good or bad that map was, it's, you know, it's, it will be so hard to live up to the expectations of people. After Verdansk and the nostalgia, that's why we're seeing what we're seeing now. I mean, people are going back to 2020 when they first dropped into Verdansk, and they're like, they want that back. They want that feeling back. And, um, yeah, and that's I mean, what... if they had it back for a month, they'd be tired of it again. I promise. True. And that's that's another reason. <laughs> that's another question where my answer is Rebirth Island. Like that resurgence game mode is so fun. A ton of people are playing it now uh, with a little bit of fatigue on Caldera. Um, I saw Modern Warzone did a Twitter poll, and so, like seventy three percent of people were playing more Rebirth. Um, I feel like that's an opportunity to give people also a variety of gameplay, so it doesn't get stale. They could make smaller rebirth island size maps you could do like a desert one a jungle one an urban one you know like a temperate climate one like a or like kind of verdansk like russia or whatever and like all these different like snowy mountaintops and different things i feel like if they had like six or seven that's a lot they wouldn't do that but if they had like five or six i'm just that's what i want if they had like Crash four or five, a lot of maps i want to i want it a lot 12. of rebirth maps yeah 12 to 24 so if they came out I'm with if they came out with 45 rebirth maps, I think that would be really nice to give people variety and I just think that game mode is pretty good. I wish I agree, man. And even uh freaking uh Vanguard resurgence where it was taking us to different parts of Caldera. We've talked about this before, but that was nice because it took different sections of that map. Uh, and it was like playing a different map every game. You know, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, they do they, they do need to do something. I know we've got the Rebirth update coming here soon. Nobody knows when. They've not talked a whole lot about that. But the Rebirth Reinforced is coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, they're definitely not going to let that just go away. I'll be really interested to see how that progresses going into Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2. They're not going to leave the Rebirth crowd out to dry and i'm very interested to see what they do for them uh yeah. in warzone 2 yeah so so we're saying 45 to 60 maps uh if you had it you know you, sh you should be you should go work for them you tell them yeah like 60 maps all rebirth sized all of them fantastic with perfect <laughs> audio easy now pay me they punch me in the face um, so Ralph Valve also said the next two months are going to be eventful, so stay tuned. And I, I fully expect, you know, we're moving we're moving into springtime. We're going to start seeing teasers uh, for Call of Duty and stuff like that. So it's going to be, it's going to start to be fun again, um, getting My excited about concern, upcoming stuff. I, I think they're going to crush the launch. I really do. I think coming out of the gates, it's going to come out so strong. My worry is going to be about January. January of 2024, 
I think is when we're going to start running into problems. Yeah, and with I, with just overall fatigue. If they don't keep on it, um, uh, I'm afraid they may get a little bit lazy toward the tail end of its life cycle. I just that I can't. I mean, I think it's great if they do it right. The two years is amazing. It's what it needs. I worry if they're going to do it though. Yeah, all the way through. I, I, it's almost like they don't have any other competition because the battlefield sucks. They don't. They, uh, they really don't. They don't. And then at the same time, I feel like they make most of their money on the front end. So like later in Call of Duty, there gets to be like a point where they switch, right? Like where they do less and less content for the current game. And I feel like they pull more and more people to work on the next one. Now things might be different because there is allegedly no 2023 COD. So we're getting Modern Warfare for two years. If they put the work in in the proper ways, it's going to be amazing. I'm just worried they're not going to. Yeah, and I, I talked about this in regards to Battlefield. I miss I miss getting hyped for DLC. I know, like, you can say what you want about premium. Like, it split the player base, and it sucks to have to pay more for more maps and stuff like that. But I it really miss getting excited for, like, four maps. Like, especially in Battlefield. Like, the last game we, where we had that was Battlefield 1. The DLC in Battlefield 1 was so good. And you could get so excited for it. It's like, dude, I get home from work today. I got four maps to check out and try to learn and look at and stuff like that. It seems like with these live service games, there's just less content. And I guess it's because I'm old, which spoiler alert, I'm a boomer. I'm really old, especially when it comes to playing shooter games. Um, I feel like maps are what I want to see because that's that's what makes shooter games good or bad kind of. And like you see maps, right? Like skins and stuff like that are all right. You don't really see them that much, but I feel like when a map is something that you experience, you're in, it changes gameplay, it keeps variety. Like skins and stuff are cool and people spend money on them, but I would just rather there be more maps. I missed like four maps dropping at a time for for DLCs for COD and stuff. And I feel like with live servers, they've cut back on the maps and stepped up like the cosmetic stuff. 100%. And, you know, I think it's, it's a live service, so people pay for it once. And with the DLCs, I, I feel like that sense of people paid for this, we have to deliver, uh, is different than, oh, well, we just have to maintain this live service now. We can just do this or we can just do that. And the uh, attention to detail has definitely waned in the days of live service in some cases. And not for the, it's just not been good in a lot of cases. Yeah. I feel like it's created some laziness. Yeah, there's stuff. That, but that's I don't know how else to put it. I would say I would say complacency maybe. I they don't like they just don't feel like they have to produce. Like that was the cool laziness. Was, <laughs> I mean complacency sounds way nicer, but it's the same thing. Um so the thing oh I got ads. Somebody get YouTube premium around here. Jesus, Ned. Um so yeah. The thing that I thought was cool about premium was you knew you knew what you were getting. Like there's going to be like 16 maps over the course of the season and that's what you're getting. With live service, they're not really tied to do anything. So I feel right. like it, it also it also gives them an opportunity to like maybe if the game doesn't do as well, like 2042, we're going to really see what happens here with 2042, I feel like um the I think 
I think if the game would have done well, we would have got a lot more content. And I think now with the game performing how it is, we're gonna get the absolute bare minimum. And that's the flexibility that live service gives to developers and publishers. That that makes sense. That makes sense. Basically what I'm trying what I'm starting to arrive to is I don't like live services. And it's a shame. It's a shame. Like you take Battlefield One for instance. We we obviously love those DLCs. They were great. Yes, it did somewhat split the player base. In a perfect world, you buy Battlefield One, those maps still dropped just without the term DLC and have to pay an extra twenty five bucks or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what I was hoping for, but we didn't get. Yeah. That's that's basically what the live service should be, but I don't know if it ever will be. So <laughs> We'll see. I mean, I mean, look at Warzone. They've they've came a long way with that. Um, that's that is my biggest worry, though, is getting into that the year two of no new game. What they're going to be doing? What they're you know? How are yeah. they going to keep things fresh? And will they do the work to keep people's attention? Right. Because they're not going to have a major release to you know reveal and trailers and and this or that. So what are they going to do on the in betweens? Um, to keep the player base engaged and it's going to have to come with content uh, yeah and they're going to have to almost treat it like they're promoting a new cod and they're going to have to have events big enough that take the place that fill the void of that you know getting ready for the next cod for people you know yeah and that excitement it's got to come mid seat like mid-cycle somewhere. and again and again me with the whole I don't know. I feel I feel again like I'm the old man get off my lawn thing. Um people the majority of the COD community I feel like when they came out and the like the the rumor and leak came out that said there's going to be no COD 23, I feel like everyone's like, "Yeah, finally we get 2 years of support for Call of Duty." And I'm like, "That to me does not say 2 years of support. That's what you that's where your mind goes. That's what you hope for. That's what it should be." But that legitimately just says no Call of Duty 2023. It all depends on the content of the game and if they support it enough to keep it fresh because like it or not, there is a very, very pronounced COD cycle where we get really tired of the game. Uh, You know, well, me anymore, I get like two months in, but (laughs) like, like the majority of the community, like six or eight months in is really tired of the game. And that's about the time, boom, we hit start, start doing marketing and teasers for the next one. And it works out and people then get excited for the next one. When they don't have that, how is the community going to be? Are they going to stay engaged? Those are just massive questions. And there's going to have to be like season, whatever it turns out to be, where they were that like, they start to get fatigued from the game and then it's like well there's no game to look forward to in 23 that's that second year needs to have a lot of content i feel like yep they're gonna have to i mean they know this somebody there is saying this they're saying these things it's just can they pull it off you know it's going to be interesting to see because it's not going to be easy especially getting into the mid you know midlife of of a two-year cycle cod i, I see that being a struggle for them yeah and i mean they have i don't know they have a lot of uh a lot of studios working on it so i feel like they should be able to do it but, oh they absolutely look how many is working on battlefield 2042 as well you don't say that they should have been able to they should have been able to create a scoreboard 
How many's working? <laughs> scoreboard. Launch. You shut up. Scoreboards are hard. Seven you studios. You don't not say that. One scoreboard or VoIP. Like what were they well, doing? Hey, they had to get. They had to put the game out without one, and they had to get feedback on the scoreboard to make sure they dialed it in. Keep in oh, mind. Geez. Keep in mind. This is the first iteration of said scoreboard. So Wait till the second iteration. It's gonna be crazy out there. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna blow gonna your mind. Break the interwebs. You might even be able to look at it at the end of the game. They might break 300 viewers on Twitch that day. Get excited. Get excited. Um, so yeah. The, the thing, yeah. So live services have me a little bit sour because I think you said it best when you said that we had hoped, we had hoped for, uh, there you go. We had hoped for the same amount of content just for free maps wise. And that that didn't happen didn't happen that hasn't happened at all so disappointing man and even battlefield 5's post-launch was very disappointing dude they drip fed content so bad like call of duty fell off a little bit with maps like but they still have two or three you know like every season oh there battlefield 5 was the worst trickle feeding and i think 2042 is gonna beat it for worst trickle feed battlefield one crushed it it was they were right on time they were right on time every time battlefield I mean, one was, yes yeah those dlcs dropped right on freaking time Dude, if you like, love to play that game and you were into it those dlcs landed right on time oh and they had such cool names to them too and like the cover uh, art changed and stuff and uh, so yep yeah yeah battlefield 5 like that live service just like instantly soured me to live services across the whole thing i just hate that word now i would I tend to one rather pay 25 more dollars and get the content we had in battlefield one let's be I honest would, I, mean, I would do it a lot of people would do it hands down but people I still mean, get... yeah you're paying 60 dollars for the base game then 25 screw it man sign me up every time i wasted a hundred dollars on battlefield 2042 i actually had to buy it twice once for me and once for boom I would rather have paid sixty and then twenty five for a DLC. I mean, because oh, yeah. Battlefield One freaking crushed it. That's the last time I'm going to say it's not. But true, I bet it's not. And even the ones before that did too. Battlefield Four had some fantastic DLCs. It's true. Yeah. I think they did. I mean, I'm trying to think what was the last Call of Duty with premium, like the with the DLC, like the premium pass or whatever. The last one I can think of was the uh uh the last one i was excited for was black ops 3 i don't know when they switched to free dlc though i can't remember for sure but i just remember those map packs and they're like you get four map packs you get four new multiplayer maps and you get a new zombies experience and yeah. uh, and you knew what you were getting and you could get excited for them and now with the live service they're not like you get free con you get free post launch content that's all they say and then yep. yeah. but you know looking at cod's roadmaps and things for each season they're doing a nice job for a live service i mean man they are putting out some they're putting out a lot of maps a lot of content a lot of guns uh, it's everywhere true. but except warzone you know i mean that's they've had one you know I consider it one map change. I don't count uh, Verdansk 84. That was a crock of shit. Yeah. Ask me. 
That was I mean, bad. parts of the map played a little better, but Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. I was watching a video today. I think it was E. coli espresso was talking about blackout two, and what Shout almost out. happened there. I like that guy. He's got he's got nice kids on he pod. Does. Uh, but yeah, they they had uh, Black Ops Cold War set up. You know, kind of how. Uh, ground war kind of put the pieces together for dance they were doing the same thing with what was it uh oh gosh dang it fire i want to say firestorm but that's not correct what are you talking about uh black ops cold war had that big map where you actually dropped in with a parachute like it looked like you were going into war zone oh fire team yes Fire team. team, yeah, fire team. That was earlier. different maps, and and then they actually leaked the map that you know, all those different. Yep, they had them all stitched together, and it looked amazing. I would yeah. like to have seen that. I would rather have had that than uh, for Dance Eighty Four, personally. Right, but I I think what happened. I think from when the Call of Duty developers put on their big person pants and said we fucked up, they. I think that's they didn't they weren't they were planning on releasing Euro Mountains. I think something was broken at an engine level, and it made more sense for them to just mix everything into the current map. And I think that's what happened. So, yeah, I think Warzone was so much more successful than they planned on when they started uh, making Blackout Two. That there was no way they were going to go away from the base mechanics of Warzone and add in swimming and all that fun jazz that. Uh, blackout had introduced and treyarch's been known for i mean how many can't remember when they introduced that but it's been several iterations back of treyarch cods you could jump in the water yeah i think you could go in and die i think they uh i think they meant to i think your own mountains was coming and then it did it wasn't going to work so they just made an 84 version of verdansk and that's what we got but they they uh yeah I think they learned from it, and I, I, that was so cool that they said that that we messed up and we're gonna fix it. And I don't, I don't know. I wish Dice would do that. Can you imagine? They they still blame everything under the sun for why Battlefield is not doing well. They just in in all their communication, they seem so sour. They seem so mad at the community and stuff. You know, rather than like being a little bit empathetic. And I mean, there's trolls and stuff out there, but I feel like I feel like you should understand that. If your job is like you know community management in the in the day the ages of the internet currently i mean even on my crappy little channel i get i get trolls that say mean stuff and you know what i'm okay welcome I'm, in like the video or dislike okay. it. we can't even tell now yeah like the video if not i mean <laughs> you you know yeah, no, I'm kidding. yeah. If you don't <laughs> agree colonel eh taylor then you <laughs> there you go shout out colonel taylor guys the more to be honest with you i don't know like for those of you that have watched the twitch streams the more bourbon i drink the more shout outs happen like everybody's everybody starts getting shout outs i start just doing shout outs and i, I just love it i love getting everybody shout outs shout right. out everybody shout out shout, shout out, out everyone all for... 15 people that have liked this video <sighs> amazing incredible shout out all two people that downloaded this on their favorite podcast app of choice Super, super yes. appreciate it. 
but yeah anyway i don't know i think that about covers it for cod and how terrible live services are and how it's going to be extremely interesting to see how it plays out i think i've i my you know my my youtube channel had planned to be like i was going to try to be the weapons guy for battlefield 2042 and nobody searched for that game anymore so i kind of gave up and i think covering the industry and things like this is what i want to do i know there's a lot of people that do it and stuff so those of you that stick around are effing legends shout out to you guys but yes this stuff like what's going to happen with cod when there's not a yearly release is going to be so interesting to me like what they're going to do with battlefield 2042 and how they're going to change it and what they're going to do moving forward with the game that's underperforming and but what they, some of these indie games are going to accomplish in that amount of time yeah well. all this stuff is just super interesting to me and i i just i want to keep talking about it because because it's fun um you got world war three up and coming yeah and we also have something that's on the next little ticker down hell of a segue my friend hell of a segue look at that look at you go your professional broadcaster on the program basically so yeah, essentially things are happening with Dr. Disrespects. I don't know if you've heard of the two-time. He's the back-to-back. If you didn't know. 1993, 1994, blockbuster. Video game. NBA jam. Champion. champion. He's an actual video game superstar. So, <laughs> so stuff is starting to happen for his game. I don't. If you guys don't understand, um, if you're not familiar with it, quick run by run by run down run around run, run through we're gonna qu- do a quick run by ring around the rosie on this song and we're i might even do that. the macarena i don't care um what's going on is uh he started a triple a development studio called midnight society um dr disrespect does have a little bit of a triple a development experience being one of the map designers on call of duty advanced warfare yeah 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 so things are starting to happen with his studio teasing their upcoming game, which is presumed based on what he streams most of the time, presumed to be a battle royale. It's going to be very interesting to see what he comes up with. Um, he's a mass talent from several different uh, studios that have done larger games. He has a lot of, if I recall correctly, I may not because I'm old. Uh, they, there's a lot of people from, from Halo that are going to be going to be a part of this. So he's got a good team put together and sounds like tomorrow, right? Something's yeah. being said tomorrow. So um, yeah, they already have the stream up. Um, they had a, they had a mini game on discord and it's like incredibly tough. Like I struggled. So in, yeah, in 15 hours tomorrow at noon, my time noon central, uh, it looks like something's going to happen where they're going to start upping the teasers for Dr. Disrespect's game. I don't know how it's going to be. And again, this is just something that's going to be super interesting to follow and watch and see how it turns out, what we get from it and talk about it and react to it. It's going to be fun. Um, the audio will be fantastic. It better be. I, I've heard rumblings that's going to be a vertical BR. I don't know how that would work, but I've heard that said multiple times and I don't quite understand. I don't put my, I can't wrap my head around how that's going to work. But I we'll hope see. somebody, I hope somebody talked him out of that, but yeah, it did. He, he didn't say that was explicitly what they're working on. He, I feel like he did say that like a year or so ago. Well, I think it's a year, but in boomer time, it's probably like 10 years ago. But at some point in the past, he said that if he would build his his perfect game, it would be like a vertical battle royale. And like you have to fight your way to the top of the building, to the tippy top, covered in Vaseline. And yep. 
I just don't think that's a good idea. That's always been one of my least favorite things is in, in first person shooters is fighting in stairwells. Um, oftentimes for audio, audio is almost, it's really bad in Tarkov, but honestly, audio is almost always scuffed in stairwells. And it's just hard to tell because like we have most of us yeah most of us have stereo headsets right like we can left right is pretty good up and down not as good gonna be honest with you not as good um not as great so yeah i think a vertical battle royale would be terrible I'm, i'm looking forward to seeing what they come out with you know it's just another it's another instance where you know triple a studios they, they've got competition coming and they've got competition coming from people that know what's going on they know what they're doing and that's exciting now the problem with a lot of these are it's not triple a so they don't probably have the budget they don't have the money they don't have the the marketing team but i, I think it's going to take a little bit of time and i think a lot of this stuff is going to come to a head around the mid-season point not to go back to it but the mid life of cod yeah 2023 you said you said not to go back to it but you went back to it i did go back <laughs> to it i think that's when we're going to see a lot of the uh the indie stuff come to a head yeah. i'm talking world war three possible cross play we're gonna i think some things are going to go down around that period of time and i yeah. think a lot of these indie developers are kind of gunning for that period of time that makes a lot of sense and I guess that is something we didn't cover too much is that is a great time for another game to shine. There's going to be that little bit of dip and that fatigue in Call of Duty and no new game. That's a great yes. opportunity for other people. And there's Good a lot point. of indie games on the rise right now that have been announced or started being in the works in the last two years. So it will be interesting. I don't have any faith Battlefield is going to do anything remotely even close to what they should at that period of time so i i think it's going to be something else i think it's going to be a, i think it's going to be something else yeah i it, it could be a, an interesting year because and there i could be wrong here oftentimes i am um there could be like a a le- less marketing noise for call of duty right it seems like when there's a new Call of Duty announced and teased, like we're probably gonna see in the next couple months, it dominates the news cycle, right? Like that's what everybody's talking yeah. about. It just like in the in the sh- shooter genre, that's what everybody's excited about. They're talking about. And I know not everyone's uh-huh. excited about it, but like everybody talks about it. it it's a big deal. It's going to everybody be hears about it, whether yeah. you want to or not. Right. And it's going to be interesting to see a year if these leaks are true when that doesn't happen and what stuff we are able to hear about with a little bit less noise coming from the call of duty community it's going to be for sure interesting to see who cod's going to have to figure out how to they're going to have to figure out how to make some noise in that midlife and i think a new game stands a hell of a lot better chance coming out against a a midlife update from cod than they would a cod launch halo battle royale we don't nobody cares (laughs) whoa Maybe like six people. Okay. Same. Okay. Same amount of people that listen to the podcast. <laughs> Twenty-five people downloaded the podcast. Yeah. Whatever. Four times the people that care about a Halo BR. <laughs> Thank you guys for seventeen likes. Shout out. Eighteen. Uh, what? Oh, Eighteen must on be, my end. Must be delayed. Um. But anyway, 
<laughs> so am I, whatever. am I am I correct? Yeah, just whatever, guys. Am this show is, sucks. Am I so correct? Am I correct in the f that Words. Dr. Disrespect Studio is named Midnight Society? That's not the name of the game, right? Correct. That's the uh, that is the, the we don't we don't know company. the we don't know the name of the game. Per Maybe se. we find out tomorrow. I'm going to be watching. I have to I'll work. Be checking it out. Oh, you'll be you'll be lurking on it in the truck. <laughs> I'll figure out a way don't, to make it happen. Don't lie. Call me. I'll fill you in. All right. Keep it. Keep notes. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's the main takeaway here. Everyone, stay tuned. Tomorrow we should hear something from uh, Doctor Disrespect Studio. It. Yeah, it would be really interesting too if if they if he went the route of Apex Legends and maybe it, you know it started out as a battle royale and then he started to add other types of game modes and multiplayer type game modes that you know Call of Duty used to have and stuff like that with For just sure. immaculate and pristine audio. Can you imagine? It's gonna be great. I think he's on. The, I think they're on the right track. Come out tomorrow. I think they may announce something. I don't expect much tomorrow. Like we're not gonna get details. Right. Because if they did it like a lot of details now, it's going to get lost in the Modern Warfare 2 build-up. I think you're going to hear about it. It's going to get people excited. They're going to remember it. And then you're going to hear more about it next March, April. Yeah. It, and that's, that's my takeaways. You know, write it down. Put it, put it in your phone. Make yourself a reminder. I mean, that's valid. It's going to be big. They, they will do some big things promotion-wise for that game, though. It, yeah. it's going to be on the promotion will be on point like you can guarantee it it's the, and they will have their timing down so it's also uh really really wild that discord game they had so you guys can try to do it i tried to do it if you go to the midnight society discord they tweeted a couple times um i couldn't figure it out i'm an idiot i tried all kinds of different commands and tried to figure out how to get into the deal and do their little thing. They had a, they had a like a mini game in the Discord where you put in commands and it was kind of like you're playing a battle royale and you did missions and stuff and you could secure an airdrop to like presumably get in the game early. But like, we don't, we don't know what it was and I gave up on it because I was too stupid to figure it out. So I'm, I got to the point where I was like, ah, I'll just wait till they, <laughs> till they say something obvious. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, man. So yeah, I think yeah. I think their their marketing is going to be next level because they're they're already doing some pretty crazy stuff on on their Discord. Moving right along, forward. Quick shots. This is the part of the show we talk about smaller news stories. Although I can see talking about World War Three being a little bit longer um, than the others. Uh, but yeah, first thing I had on the list, you can't even see the list. Dude, you have no idea what I'm going to talk about, do you? No clue. Are you nervous? No, not Kay. even slightly. Okay. Well, we're going to we're going to talk about Rainbow Six. Everybody's Our favorite Six game. Siege. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. The new season. Oh, they actually announced it. Yeah, season seven tomorrow. Nice. Um, That's my birthday. Shout out your birthday. They knew it was my birthday. They're like, we're going to drop it on on Hillbilly Man's birthday, so he'll buy it and finally play it with crash that's what they did yeah 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 that would be great but anyway yeah it's coming out tomorrow so that'll be really interesting a lot of people should probably check it out um 
I personally think they've kind of done a poopy job at communicating what is coming in year seven season one. Of course, there is the roadmap, but there's a lot of little stuff in there that I, people have wanted for a really long time. Um, like the like the TDM mode. Right. And they're adding a bunch of settings and stuff to console that people have wanted. This is the first time in, I think, two years you're getting a brand new map mid-season, which is a big deal. And I don't know. They've been overall fairly quiet about it, short of just saying season seven, year one is coming and providing the roadmap. That's what doesn't make sense to me. Like, uh, I don't get that. The roadmap's, you know, impressive for a year seven roadmap. Their communication's been doo-doo. It's been poopy. Yeah. They need to get a bidet, get the shit off of it, and dry again. <laughs> Shout out bidets. It was not good. But maybe they maybe they launch that up after it releases and try to get people to know yeah, about it. Maybe. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even know about uh, the TDM mode or none of that. Because I've literally not seen it anywhere. Right. Like nowhere. Right. I should be seeing that crap. Yeah. I it... am their target audience to potentially download the game. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of stuff they could do. They've done some really cool cinematics and I'm not a hundred percent sure it might be like way too much stuff that goes into it. Um, but I feel like they could have like some creator show maps and they could have, uh, I feel like they should sh have some of their creators do early TDM gameplay, you know, and like show off some of that extra stuff and hype it up a little bit more and get people back. Cause I don't, I think a lot of people have tried rainbow six siege and left they're addressing a lot of the reasons that people have left, but they're not communicating it that well. They've done, they've done a ton of stuff to mitigate the things that people have left for, but they just haven't communicated it. They're doing a lot of stuff with like, um, with uh, anti-cheat, uh, smurfing, a lot of the things that I was frustrated with. Um, they're working with a bunch of third-party people to get you know, cheaters and smurfs figured out and verifications for playing ranked. And it, I just think it's a really good game and they're into the seventh year of supporting it with new maps still and stuff like that for a game that you can pick up pretty dang cheap. And I, I just think that should be commended. And I think they could get a lot of players back if they communicated just a little bit better on what's coming and get people excited about some of these features because for a game to be in year seven and still getting updates like this is, is pretty impressive. And I, I just feel like they should lean into it that was a quick shot was it yeah that was good i mean that's what we're after I'm so then <laughs> thanks man the next on the quick shots is something that i think is going to be an incredibly quick shot because i don't know what the fuck happened okay um me i don't even know what you're talking about i have no idea what happened i kind of so like this to hear about it i kind of like got? this i kind of like knowing what we're going to talk about next and you don't and i just and I you just, just kind of hold it here and not yeah, wait and like draw the end i have a position of, of power right now i know what's coming and you don't um right. but yeah did you see i feel like you probably saw this but like modern warfare 3 had four hundred eighty thousand viewers yeah. on twitch yesterday yeah they had a big tournament somewhere yeah, it, yeah it was wild what? what like i saw that and then a bunch of people were tweeting about it and i think it was crazy it just yeah it just goes to show you like how fast things can pick up for like a modern warfare game i feel like and how people are excited about it but i think um i'm not sure if it was in spain or latin america but it was it was all uh spanish streamers um that were playing it i feel it like, i'm not sure which uh which region they were streaming it from but that's where the tournament was um they were all uh they were all 
<clears throat> Spanish-speaking streamers, so I, I watched some of it. It was just interesting to watch people play that game again. It was pretty wild. I, I it was just... It was a so massive, random, man. massive amount of people. Like, it was so crazy. Random. It was wild out there. And then... Um, <laughs> quick shot. Quick shot. <laughs> On to the next one. I'm going to have to get a sound thing for that, aren't I? Never mind. No, I just got you. I don't need a sound thing. I can replicate that too. Yeah. Let me anytime you want. I have to I have to create a little bit of suspense here while my uh, production team pulls up the the uh video I want to show. Ned Ned the production guy. Ned the production guy. He is slow. Get him out. Um Hunt Showdown is getting two new weapons and a new, and they're doing a bunch of engine level stuff to help with uh like per, per performance performance why, why can't i talk it's not because i'm drinking bourbon um yeah so a lot of people have uh are excited about getting performance fixes in the game <clears throat> battlefield and um they're also doing two new weapons for the game for hunt showdown which is a game that i kind of want to try i have heard a lot of really good things i've heard several people say it has the best audio of any first person shooter ever. So it's supposed to have like super, super good audio. Maybe we should check it out one night. Maybe we should play it. I would, I would do it. I've heard, I've had a lot of people say you should try it. It's kind of, it's kind of creepy. Uh, shout out Zen. What's up, dude? And I would, I would just, I want to take a chat question real quick. You think the flop of 2042 has had them get a bit quiet? Yeah, it has. And I think there's not very many people working on that game anymore. I don't think there's a lot of content planned. I think most of the studio has moved on to the next game. So, yeah. But yeah, shout out to Somebody's, yeah, somebody's in there talking about it. And sh- to they're not going to let the, they're not going to just lay down and let the franchise die. But yeah, they're, they see what their next moves are. It'll be interesting to see. They're, they're on to the next one. Um, and also shout out for the 18 likes. 19 on my side. You don't know. I don't know. Just say I'm living in the future, man. I guess living in the future. Freaking me out. <laughs> that was a quick shot. And the next showdown. Boom. Hunt showdown. Next quick shot. <laughs> is um, this game that you're excited to hear about. The Cycle Frontier. Have you heard uh, Geeks talk about it? Geeks, a friend no. of the channel. He gets incredibly excited about it. You want to see a Canadian man get incredibly excited about it? Talk about the Cycle Frontier. So what Cycle Frontier is, it's a very interesting take on the extraction type game mode. And it's basically space Tarkov, and it's kind of Tarkov light. The interesting part about it is, it has implemented something that Tarkov wants to do, to my understanding is have persistent servers. So like your raid or whatever that you go into is always, it's always there. Like that server just continues to run uh, dynamic loot pops in every once in a while. And uh, yeah, so like the, instead of like in Tarkov where everybody loads into a raid, it's like 40 minutes or whatever. 
and it dies and there's the raid is over that server is done this has servers that last for several hours and you enter in at certain different points like you decide that you want to go in your spaceship drops you in there's ai there's other players there's like a big marketplace you can see in the in the trailer there where you can uh um pick out what you want to take in buy certain things from vendors buy and sell stuff um there's also a mining thing i saw him like mining rocks and finding jewels and stuff like this minecraft or is it tarkov or what is it man i don't know i don't know what Shooting it is laser beams they have health bars does it have but does it have bidets i don't know that's what everybody's wondering but their their closed beta 2 uh comes out in two days which is for those of you playing at home that's going to be wednesday um so people are excited about it after my birthday i'll be 35 years old in one day at that point join the club just to let you know welcome in welcome in so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out a lot of people are saying this is the model that larger studios are going to follow to bring a tarkov type game to like console and the masses like people that aren't as that don't want to put in like the six months of hell to learn tarkov um this is a this is that it gives you that type of gameplay that's much more accessible and this is is, from what i understand only that's an incredible question I mean, the people want to know. I mean, I mean, there's people that want to play Tarkov that have consoles. They're like, dang, I can't. Now we're talking about a space like Tarkov, and people are just dying to know, is it going to be on console? They are. They are. It is going to be on console. No, they are wondering, yeah. and I'm about to Google it. Oh. Ned! Ned. What's the skinny on this game, Ned? Those of you that don't know, Ned is the production assistant that helps Crash get all this crap together. He does a terrible job at it. Shoot, guys. I'm sorry. As of October 2021, the Cycle Frontier is only available on PC. No version of the game has been announced for console. That's a bummer. Dang it, dude. Dang it. That's a bummer. But a it's bummer some... for the console fans. Another it's... shot. It's something to watch. I've, heard... I've just heard several people think that this is a, uh, this is a mode that or this is a type of game that that larger studios could emulate and it be, be accessible. So if you want to watch it, I highly recommend a uh, friend of the channel. Geeksay. Geeksay. He's going to be streaming I bet, it, I bet he streams it Wednesday. I bet he does um, over on March Twitch. 16th. So it is literally Geeks and then A-E-H because he's incredibly Canadian. Uh, yep. Super good dude. And uh, he has YouTube as well. He actually has done some, uh, he's done some interviews with developers. So if you're like super wanting to know more about it in depth, you can Hit check that out. You can check that out. And that was a quick shot. That was a quick shot. All right. On to the next one, which is the last one I want to talk about. World War Three. World War Three. Not, um, it's the game World War Three. We have to be clear okay. now, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, I played a lot of it this weekend, and I actually, I had several moments of it where I was like, dude, I'm having a really good time. Um, so yeah, I think it has a lot of potential. I was honestly, I had, um, I, I had a really long uh, video that I was going to be working on, and then like Jack Frags, Level Cat, like a ton of Battlefield creators all made World War Three videos today. And I, I wasn't able to get to it, which is kind of unfortunate, but I still will probably make it because I, I have quite a bit of say 
uh, a quite a bit to say about uh, World War Three. Um, I just had so much fun at certain points in the game. Um, I don't know. A couple of the pluses and minuses that I, I had written down for, uh, for my video, the leaning, the crouching, the sprinting, um, cr like crouch sprinting, and like able to uh, prone on your back, like Battlefield Five, uh, was all super, super cool. Um, it was good to have that stuff back. The tack sprint was nice. Um, it was really annoying though when you did uh, when you sprinted the camera zooms out and like your FOV goes up, which is terrible. Um, as you can see on the screen, sorry podcasters, um, there are they added glow sticks, so they have an amazing amount of customization, and they added glow sticks, red glow sticks on enemies and blue glow sticks on friendlies, and it helps identify friendly and foe really well, which is another weak spot of twenty forty two. But it was super super cool. Um, I really, really like that. Um, the mantling was really rough. Um, the, yeah, the cam zoom. And I, I just feel like this game, everyone has said, uh, that you, everyone has said this could be it. Like this could be the battlefield killer or whatever. But my answer to that is battlefield killed itself. Um, this game is kind of its own thing. And I just, I have some reservations about it. Given the dry state of FPS games right now, it's really easy to get super excited about it. But there's a couple of things that had me worried. They did the stress test on Saturday and it didn't go well from a networking standpoint. And I know everyone is going to say, it's a stress test, what do you expect? And that is true, very true. Like it, they were testing it. And I'm, I'm a little bummed out that it didn't go well. Um, because they had, they've had networking issues since 2018. Like they, that's what killed the game. I don't know. I originally bought the game in 2018 and that's what happened. Like people couldn't play it because of the network stuff. And then it just slowly died out and died out. More people were interested in it, but no one was playing it. So no one was going to buy it. And it just became this, this feedback cycle of no one was playing it people wanted to play it but no one was playing it so they wouldn't play it like it just got really low numbers and they pulled it my dot games got it and it's re-releasing i was pretty bummed to see some of those same issues come back that being That's said fun. yeah that being said um it was it was a stress test and it did apparently stress the servers the map you see on the screen the polyarni map is one of my it was my one of my favorite it beats any of the battlefield 2042 maps I really enjoyed playing the attack ops mode on this map. Um, it just had a really cool vibe to it. And like the, there was a lot of really cool routes, flank routes, lots of cover um, hills and stuff like that. They made, they did an audio rework, which is awesome. Um, the audio is not great now, but it's acceptable. It was not acceptable before it was the already audio was really bad. Um, now it's like playable and okay. It's not holding. I don't think it's going to hold the game back. Uh, by any means again customization weapon customization i was able to kill some chads some like super high level guys and take their guns and it showed me like because progression is really slow but it showed me like what's possible with the weapon customization they had some amazing builds like there's some crazy stuff that you can add i picked up some kind of suppressed auto shoddy that was crazy um i just think there's a lot of fun that could be had with weapon builds um yeah, I love the movement, the leaning and stuff like that. I feel like they've done some optimization to it. I felt like it ran better. That being said, like there were issues on the playtest. When I played it before on the, uh, when I played it on 
uh, Friday before the stress test, it ran great. Like I invited people to the party, popped right in, got in a match, boom, you're in. Like it worked great. Um, but then after that, on the during the stress test, it was really rough. They they had something weird happened because there were two clients too. There was the original closed beta test client, and then there was like a public stress test client, and they were like complete. They were like two different games on Steam. And I don't know if they didn't merge them or something. There was just something weird happened um, with all their stuff in that deal. Um, but yeah, overall, essentially what World War Three needs to do is salt sure up their uh, networking issues and netcode and stuff like that, and then also add more maps and modes. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a ton of fun. And I know a lot of people really want to see this game come to console. And there Imagine. are there are glimmers of hope. Um, I feel like it would be my opinion is it would be kind of like an insurgency sandstorm type thing where if it does well on PC, if it sells enough copies on PC and hangs in there and has a good player base, they might port it to console. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but other than that. That's where that's what they need to do. Um, they also said to give console players like a little bit of hope. Um, then they they said I've said this a lot. If you guys have been part of the channel, you've probably heard me say this a ton, and I'm really sorry. Shout out by the way. Um, if you if you look on their content creator program, they have a bunch of frequently asked questions, and one of the questions is, do they support? console or do they want console creators and they said their plan is eventually to get console creators on board with their creator program so i don't think they're gonna have you know console creators on board if there's no game to play on consoles so i think I'm there's calling a it now man you think they'll do it midlife of modern warfare 2 console or 1.0 for pc console. i think i think you're gonna have console late 23 early 24 yeah i just i had i'm I making had, all kinds of predictions tonight you're just throwing it out there wait till i'm 100 percent correct everybody's like dang it's true i dropped my bourbon bottle on the ground i had to pick it up um i need a little bit more of a splash to get through the rest of this just a little just a little nipper you know what i mean a little bit yeah. more bourbon um so that's World War Three. I'm really hopeful for it. That was a quick shot on World War Three. Hope Boom. you enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I should, does that mean I have to quit talking about it? Because I have one more thing I wanted to say. Go ahead. No, just because I do the sound effect, that doesn't mean nothing. Okay, it doesn't. I'll, I don't know. It seems like a big deal. But I mean, okay. we can make it definitive. But I probably shouldn't do that. Um, yeah. So they need to add maps and modes. And I would love, this is, uh, I would love to see a search and destroy mode. Um, they definitely need to do a rush type game mode and then add maps. And I know there's other maps that we've already played and stuff like that, but I, I just have a lot of hope for this game. But during the stress test, I got hit with some bad memories. It felt like 2018 again. Um, people were trying to play it, couldn't play it. And I mean, that was like, that was like four years ago. And they're still having network issues and that that bummed me out a little bit and got me that kind of that kind of backed off my hype a little bit and i hear the voice of public opinion 
but crash it's a stress test you idiot they stressed the servers and they went down that's the way they learned that's the voice of public opinion if you guys didn't know that's what public opinion sounds like to me and um my answer is true but they've had a long time like this game this isn't a new game and 2018 these, guys we're four years in that's when it that's when it originally released so they'd been working on it several years before that Oof. and we're still having network issues like this it, it bummed me out um and i hope that this doesn't mean a delay because it's in a weird spot where they have said they still said that this is going to be uh the uh they're still last official information we got was they're still going to release the open beta this month but we haven't heard official date and march is pretty close to being half over <clears throat> and part of me like <clears throat> like if i'm going if i'm going into uh Are you okay no yeah yeah fine need some bourbon watch that oh. yeah get, get yeah out. Mm. so if I think into it farther than I should, which is what I oftentimes do, I wonder if the stress test was to see if it was ready to release this month, and it might mean that it's delayed. I don't know if a poor stress test means they're going to delay it. Or we haven't heard anything. I'm just, I, all I'm you saying worry, is, guys. I'm a little bit it's worried concerned. about a World War Three delay. A little worried about it. It could happen. It could happen. So you, you may. <laughs> that was a quick shot, extended cut. Director's cut for those of you playing at home. Yeah. That's, and now we're going into the uh, bonus features. It. Yeah, this is the bonus features of the DVD. You remember DVDs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the main prepared. I I use the term prepared very loosely. Um, that is the, uh, the show, the program, the small regional broadcast that we had the planned podcast. for you guys. Yeah, podcast. Um, yeah. Is there any uh any chat q a i want to thank everybody very much for being here shout out to andrew clark member of the channel uh appreciate that for sure and uh yeah just thank you so much for everyone being here watching this terrible disaster of a show i have a ton of fun making it um i don't do you i feel i'm just happy to be out here yeah I'm happy to be here too happy birthday eve man hey thanks cheers dude cheers my bourbon got significantly cheaper on the second glass. Happy bidet. The reason why this show stinks. True. So uh, bad, Andrew. It's so bad. Um, it is comfy it, in here, though, you know? I do like it, man. It's so fun. You can I, let, let your hair down. I wish your I, beard out. I wish I had hair to let down. yourself. I wish I had hair to let down. Sure. Oh. Take off your hat. Oh. All right, guys. Oh, okay. So, Hold on. I got to tell them one thing because these folks don't know this. I've told a lot of people this in the last two weeks. Did you know that Crash can bench press 455 pounds six times? Ah, jeez. Now show us yeah. your bicep. Give yeah, us a little, Clark. Give us a little, ah, there's no <laughs> flex. Clark, one time. What? Flex no. It. What? One time. First, you want me the to podcasters, show the podcasters will come to YouTube to see this. First They're off, be driving in their truck, we're like, "This guy can bench four fifty five six times." I've got to see his bicep, and they're going to come for this flex. First Just off, don't... you're trying to get me to show my bald head, and now you want me to show off 
my little biceps, my little tiny arms that I have. Yeah. I don't know. And then this is a bald head, so yay. It's not completely bald. There's still some hair. I mean, it's bald by all intents and purposes. I just I just shave it off. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I created content on uh twitch and youtube for like a little over a year before i told anyone and that's why because now everybody talks about it and it's kind of weird i tell um, everybody i know i essentially am able to bench press a lot of weight because i'm just an inherently large man i'm a big hairy giant hairy american and uh i, I don't know it's just kind of not i just don't feel like it's that impressive because i'm a big dude like kind of kind of chubby i'm just one of those strong fat kids i, I don't know if you ever um, need help moving the, the fridge or the washer and dryer in, yeah, you know who to call. Call me. Um, surprisingly, there are people asking questions. There's actually people here watching this shit show. Uh, Reasonable One asked, what's your favorite BFV map? And also, great episode, guys. You, Thank you so much for that. Uh, terrible episode, but we do appreciate the compliment. Yeah, it is nice. Uh, favorite BFV map? I'm going to go with... Um, man, since then, I'm an infantry player... Um, I like the, the Al Marge encampment and I also kind of, I don't hate, uh, Rotterdam to be honest with you. Um, I'll go with those two as well. If I'm, if I'm playing, if I'm playing with the Fliegerfaust and homies, um, I used to hate, I used to hate Fjell, 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 Shell, Fjell. I used to hate it. Um, but it's fun to flee your Faust planes on. They get so mad in the chat. That's another thing I miss on 2042 is all chat. People get so mad in the chat when you start shooting them down. Flieger Fausties. Flieger Fausties. Flieger Fausties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seth L asks, you all PC only players or do you also play console? Uh, I am. I'm a PC only. Um, my counterpart over here. We got uh, I got we just got into the PC world. We got a couple PCs back here now. So this old boy's got a thirty eighty, not as good as crash is thirty ninety, and this old girl's got a thirty seventy, and we also have PS five in the household. Uh for some console games. So I do a little bit of both. Mainly I'm gaming on a PC these days. But Especially for shooters, you just get the advantage. But you're using a controller. Absolutely. So bad. He's a controller player. I turn guys. aim assist off though. I don't use aim assist. Are you serious? It's off. It's been off. In COD? Yeah, I'm not a cheater, dude. I'm snapping headshots on the sticks with no aim assist. What you going to do about it? So you can bench 455. I can hit the headshots with no aim assist. That changes things. That changes my opinion of your skill greatly. I always thought you were a really good player. Now I think you're a god. Imagine if I turned it on. You have to try. No, dude. All right. I I think that that's pretty pretty wild. We need to see how much Crash can bench in a future episode. I don't know. It'd be fun to stream like a gym session, but I just I'm I don't know, dude. I'm too low key. Like everyone would everyone around would be I would be embarrassed. Like if I had like a camera or a phone. Oh my gosh, stop it. With all the other people in the gym just trying to work out. Get real. It would be go to a 24-hour gym and go at like 3 a.m. Oh yeah, if I'm I up mean, at 3 a.m. I've just been drinking bourbon. You're hammered, drunk, coming off a Tarky raid. I I don't know about Tarkov, man. That game. Hmm. I worry. I worry about extraction games. We'll see how the cycle does it. 
I feel like you just hit a wall, man. It's like, I just, I don't want to go back in there. But yeah. Well, great show. It was fun. Got our, got our quick shots. <laughs> Talked about Midnight Society. I'll be tuning into that tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 Central Time. Uh, I think the, the COD scene is looking, it's looking bright for a while. We're going to have to watch that midlife cycle of that game. And then, uh, you know, Battlefield, it is what it is. I got nothing else to say about that game uh, <laughs> as of now. Wah, wah. Just keeping and... expectations in check with everything coming down the pipe. That's the, uh, that's the words of the day. Pretty much. And we have, I'm also uh, looking forward to what World War Three is going to do. I'm hopeful for them to turn things around a little bit and I still still got my eye on uh, on Embark Studios where a lot of the former DICE developers went um, there should be something from them this year so there's there's still stuff to look forward to uh, Year 7 Siege will be fun I'll be playing a little bit of that and uh, yeah, yeah I think twitch.tv backslash crash 8 because 1 through 7 and regular crash was already taken by some other a-holes who don't even use them yeah there the uh the just standard crash on twitch is like not even nobody's using it it's not active yeah but you can't the take one it. thing we forgot to talk about and it wasn't a note on here and i'm extremely disappointed was elden ring uh but we can talk about that again some other time i I'm know sure. i know i've not said that at all but you should probably drink now we also got crash out in the lands of the in-between in elden ring and uh we co-opted and killed Margaret the other day and even though he says he didn't have a good time, he did. He did. Something's wrong with me. I mean, there's a lot wrong with me. But I, I just have a really hard time getting into story-type games. I struggle. They frustrate me very quickly. Because I can't shoot my way out. Pew, pew. Right. Yep. But yeah, that's what happens there. I tried lands in between. I named my horse. You guys, you know, you have a spirit animal. You have your horse. I named him Sanjay. So when I'm riding across the lands of in between, I'm always like Sanjay, ha! And it's pretty fun. It's yeah. pretty fun. What about racing? Uh, I heard GT Seven's pretty cool. Gran Turismo Seven is pretty cool. I feel like for me to get into racing again, I used to play those games back in the day a little back bit. There was nothing else to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I. I've steered clear of racing games because I feel like that would cause me to spend a lot of money and I would have to buy the steering wheel and the foot pedals Absolutely. and like all that shit. And I'd have to get settled in and dialed 100%. in down here. I have my gear shift over here on the right side of my steering wheel. Get a rear view mirror up on your, on your freaking oh, monitor. True. Yeah. true. I have seen, wild. there are people that stream... For some reason on Facebook gaming, there are massive streams of people playing like truck simulator. And it's just these, it. yeah, it's just these dudes with like, they got the whole thing, man. They got the gear shift and the steering wheel and they're just chilling, going down a road, talking to chat, hauling loads. I used to well. play Gran Turismo. I played one, two, three, and four, and then I just quit. I played four. It was really cool. Did you get seven? Seven came out. People are no, excited. I, what am I going to do? Race a car. That's what you do. I just don't have. I just, man, <laughs> I just, I just, just, I'm just uh, not there. Uh, I did, I did dabble in Grand Theft Auto a little bit. I did play GTA Online and did some of the tasks and stuff. But pretty soon, I had this realization and this epiphany that 
it's like i'm going out and doing tasks to make money so i can pay rent on my apartment and like, it's too real it got too real <laughs> for me <laughs> like i have to do i have to do that shit in real life uh and i don't want to come home and have to pay the bill I, yeah pay i like to, <laughs> I, I like to get i like to get in the game and kind of escape and do dumb stuff and whatever and like having to pay rent and have a job and stuff like that was just not... my Elden Ring would be perfect for you. You don't have to pay no rent. He ain't even got to feed Sanjay. He feeds himself. He's he grazes on grass and poops where you can't see him. That is incredible. I feel like he poops. He eats and poops in the other dimension that he's yeah, in he when, he, can't see when he leaves. Shout out Sanjay. You know what I mean? Have you ever wondered if when you spawn your horse, if he was like middle of just a huge crap? He's like, God dang it. Oh, shit. I wonder what <laughs> he does back there. Again. Like, no... <laughs> No one knows what he's doing back there. No, he's just chilling somewhere. And then, but he's ready to go as soon as you whistle him in. And I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. So, all right then. I think that's a show. Go back to Vice City. Aren't they? Uh, aren't they remastering those? I feel like they're remastering those. Vice City was amazing. I really enjoyed that back in the day. It was good. It was good. I feel like they're. I thought they were gonna do a remaster though. Dirt Five is good. I'll check that out. A racing game might be interesting. Well, this show sucks, and thanks everybody for hanging out. One more uh, question. Oh, you like Squad or Hell Let Loose? Uh, I played Squad. I haven't played Squad since the new update, um, where they changed the uh, the visuals and stuff like that. But I am wanting to try it again. Um, I liked uh, I like Squad a lot. Hell Let Loose, I never got into. I just after playing a ton of Battlefield Five, I was just in, in Vanguard. I got a little World War Two fatigued, so I never picked up Hell Let Loose. But I understand it's 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 a different level, closer to Milsim. Um, I've watched a lot of it. I haven't played it, but but Squad is a great game and a game that I I would love to get into a little bit more if I had more time. Beast Mode Mom missed it. You didn't miss best much. Looking, best looking woman in the world, right there. That Beast Mode Mom is. Whew. She really didn't miss a lot. I feel no, like, I didn't miss much. I feel like the highlight of the show was a pew, 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 quick shot. Quick shot. I yeah. like that. I feel like we need to have that on every episode now. Seth uh, L wants to know what you got on the wall back uh, there. What uh, is that, my guy? A bows? A couple uh, guns? For YouTube, it's uh, airsoft guns. Yeah, love airsoft. Um, no, this the, is my... Airsofts. This is my uh, Matthew's Reason uh, bow and arrow. And then up there is a 458 SOCOM AR with a suppressor. And then that is a Henry uh, lever action 357. And if you take that, this is really hard, that suppressor and put it on that lever action and shoot 38 specials, it's incredibly quiet and a ton of fun. It's a lot of fun. And then this, this right here, it's really quiet. And then this right here is a Wilson Combat 1911 45 ACP Pistoli that I yes. re really, really enjoy shooting. This down here, this down here is my bourbon collection with some bourbons. Starting to beef up. And that's it. That's what's going on back there. So yeah, American guns are semi-auto, it's true. Unless you have some fancy paperwork that I don't have. Lord's pistol, true. I I'm a big fan of 1911. It's a lot of fun. Guns, bourbon, and games. I feel like that's the holy trinity. Those are those are the main food groups you need. Yep. Yeah. All right then. Are, are you good? 
I'm good. Let's play the outro and let these people go on about their lives. Right. Thanks for watching the worst show on earth. Let's get this shit show over Let's with. Go. Thank you guys. We'll see you later. Um, have a great evening and we will like talk it. to you. Yeah, like, like the on stream your on your way out. Even if you didn't like it, just click it. Just, I mean, just it's, click it's the not like a big deal. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And we'll uh, we'll see you guys, hopefully, God willing, next week. You guys take care. Have an awesome week. And we'll see you then.